Welcome to Shonen Trash. This is yeah. motherfucking episode 40. 40 episodes where we watch an anime series each week and decide it's worth your time so you don't have to. I'm Teapot Elephant, Vincent Perez. I am Poetic Clarinet. <laughs> Why do I always fuck up my shit? Lauren Rachel. And I'm the Beast of the Wood, Kevin Bobbitt. Jesus Christ. This week, <laughs> we venture through the unknown, lost in time, fraught with mystery, over the garden wall. And that's a rock fact. It does. It does make sense because we're venturing this week. That's a rock fact. We're venturing. Okay. That's okay. Okay. It works. Shut up. <laughs> uh, and we have a guest this week. Hi there, everybody. I am Wyatt the Nerd. I am a cartoonist on Twitter. Wyatt, thank you for being on the show this week. Uh, this was. I asked you about this like a month ago, and I'm glad you could actually like do it. Woo. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. This is my uh, this is my first podcast I've actually been on. Really? I yeah, I've done like podcast podcast or something. I've I've done like live stuff before, both on stage and like live, you know, web shows or whatever. But I've, this is the first podcast I've been on. Okay. Sweet. We're gonna talk about nerd shit. Uh, yeah. But first, before we get into that, uh, this is my favorite yeah. part of having guests on is we like to discuss. Uh, Usually, since we used to talk about anime, but now we're talking about just an animated show. Um, first, let's talk about what you. I watched not. Let's talk. Let's, let's, let's talk about what you do. You tell. First, let's, let's. You're telling me I marathon Ma- Naruto for nothing. Yes. <laughs> Everybody who oh marathoned Naruto was, was was for nothing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um. So first, let's let's discuss who are you and what do you do. Let, let's let's get into. Well, that. I am. Uh, my real name is Wyatt Agiri. I am a professional cartoonist or cartoon doodler as it says on my twitter bio uh i got my start like in newspaper comics for schools and stuff i started out in like middle school and up through high school and then i started doing it actually getting a paycheck for it in college Uh, and then from there i did some work with channel federator and uh i eventually teamed up with the tovg team the completionist and for them i've been working since 2013 or something like that dang long running gig yeah it's been a long time and then from there i do illustrations you know random illustrations for various youtube shows here and there and uh of course do my own personal web comics wyatt tunes and uh you know my own illustrations and stuff like that have you ever drawn anything for pewdiepie i wish (laughs) no (laughs) i mean it would have been good money like it it would have been had I done it like a couple years ago. Yeah. Before he turned out to be a shithole of a person. <laughs> Before everything would. I mean, he's probably always been a shithole. That's of very person. true. It's just that it's coming out more now. That's true. Um, he had to start streaming. So now that we talked about like what you do, um, how did you first get into? Is this is a dumb question because I'm sure this is, this is an easy question to answer. Um, we just talk about anime, but how did you get into cartoons and everything? Like, what what is the first cartoon you remember like from your childhood that really said like. I want to do this for a living. Hmm. Probably. You know what? Yep, I remember exactly what it was. It was because growing up, I was literally raised on comics. Like as a newborn infant, my dad would read me the newspaper comics. And so it's literally been something that's been a part of my life ever since then. But when it became like a career goal, 
it was when I got my very first actual comic book that I had like owned for myself. It wasn't something I borrowed or saw at a library or whatever. It was mine. It was an issue of the Avengers that I found like at an old antique shop. And then from there I was like, this is what I want to do. And so I just started making my own comics and watching more, like just inhaling more comics and cartoons and everything. Uh, but yeah, like from a very young age, I knew right away, like this is this is my thing. This is what I will be doing for the rest of my life. And you stuck to it. Goddamn, that's yeah, it's crazy. Yep. <laughs> I was like eight then. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish I could have had my life goals at eight. I think at eight I wanted to be like a surfer. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a certain level, I felt almost cheated. I was like, well, how come everybody else gets to have all these fun? Or not necessarily fun, but just Lofty like dreams. definitive, like I don't know what it what it, existential like what do I do with my life things. It's like, man, <laughs> I don't get to struggle with what I want to do. I already know what's this crap. I'm still struggling with what I want to do. Shit, it's rough. I was like, as long as I'm as, as long as I'm drawing, I'm happy. Like it'll be it'll be comics, it'll be animation. That's that's kind of the the good thing about these. These specific industries and mediums is that they kind of blend together, like comics and cartoons. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. That's true. It's not like I have to, oh, crap, I have to go back to school and get a new degree or whatever. Nah, it's just skills translate pretty well. Well, I mean, like, even, even for this series, though, I mean, this series instantly turned into a comic. Yeah. 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 I mean, that tends to be the case with a lot of popular cartoons. It's like everything Cartoon yeah. Network does anymore. Yeah. yeah. And now Nickelodeon's bringing back old stuff Which, comics. Most of them have been pretty good so far. That was because, like, I used to work in a comic shop, and that was one of the licensed comics were always like one of the banes of the shop. Where you know you don't want to do bad customer service and just straight up tell somebody this is bad. You know you gotta you gotta be a good employee. You gotta make sales, but at the same time, like, you just do your best to to nudge them in a different direction. Like to nudge, be like, no, I mean, you you could read that, or you could read. <laughs> Or you, can... you know, something quality over here. Rather than something, oh, especially those, what do they call like cine comics or something like yeah. that, where it's literally just screenshots from the show oh. with word balloons yeah, on it, and I'm like, that is just the cheapest. Man, you live the nerd but... dream of working in a comic book shop, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a good life. I always I wanted to work in a comic book shop, but then I would just, I feel like I would just talk everybody's fucking ear off. I mean, that's not... Oh, I love it when a customer comes in like that. Yeah, like... I mean, I do that as a customer, so I like, I feel bad just doing that. I don't think they, like, mind it. Especially, like, our small... Oh, yeah, some of them, some of them, like, absolutely ask for it. I like, I like getting in the arguments for it. <laughs> Go do that over at Alley Cat. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, we have a lot to talk about with this episode. Yep, we're uh, skipping we're skipping news this week. Yeah, news will resume next week with the regular episode. We want to really just talk about over the garden wall. Oh, but uh, happy Halloween, news. people! Happy Halloween! Yeah, happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Uh, we're going so further. Let's first off before we really get into this, let's preface the fact that we all really enjoy over the garden wall. So there's gonna be the so good. spoilers galore in this. Just yeah. as it's just spoilers, preface spoilers the morning, ahead. Skip to like the last like. 15 minutes for questions. If You, you know it's not going to be 15 minutes, Kevin. It's not, but let's just... <laughs> <laughs> They'll get in, like, the third, like, the last question. They'll be fine. 
Yeah. Uh, so we usually have our show description read by the guest. So, why do you want to go ahead and read that for us? Uh, maybe you can pull up why. Oh, for God's sakes! Why did I? Why did I close the show notes? Off to a good start. <laughs> there we go. We're doing it live. I'm not, I'm not gonna edit any of this shit out. Fuck it. We're doing it live. <laughs> Do I just read the history? What are we doing? Uh, the description. It should be a show, show description. description. <laughs> what? What? Oh, for God's sake. What is... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> just cut Just cut all this out there. I scrolled right past it. Nope. Leaving it in. Your shame is going to be On humbling. an adventure, <laughs> brothers Wart and Greg get lost in the unknown. A strange forest adrift in time. A wise old woodsman and bluebird Beatrice help them find their way. Along the way, Wirt's thoughts envelop him, while the wonder of the surroundings preoccupy Greg. The little kettlehead. <laughs> I read that as Wirt's, Wirt's thoughts envelop him, and I went, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I fucked up with clarinet earlier. <laughs> well, like, like, the other day we were, talk- we were in oh, chat with no. a friend. And, okay, so we've all been playing Mario Odyssey, like, the last couple of days. And there's a place called the Luncheon Kingdom, and it's all, like, food-based. So... What's the Luncheon Kingdom, huh? <laughs> Look, Patrick, why? It's, like, come on. It's the easiest word. Luncheon. It's like a planet. Planet like, Luncheon. Like, I get it, because, like, it's a video game. It could be called something different. But, like, no, it's Luncheon. Oh... Home Jesus. of the Lunchables. I tried, I tried so hard not to lose it when I <laughs> like he he said it. And I was like, "Do you mean luncheon?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sh- the shit that comes out of Todd's house is the best shit in the world. Oh my Jesus. god! And he was like, "Oh, oh, I get it." And we're just like, "Oh my god, bitch." <laughs> okay, let's get into this. Uh, first impressions, guys. I mean. I mean, we're all pretty pretty well versed with this series. I mean, we've been watching it every Halloween once or twice since 2014 when it came out. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna yeah. rewatch this tomorrow. Yeah, do it. I we're mean, doing, it's we're, Halloween tradition now. It's good yeah, that's every what we time. do. It's like that and Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus watch or tomorrow night. Yeah, we've watched it. It's something really good that they've been doing a lot. That Cartoon Network specifically has been doing a lot with these uh, newer shows where it starts off kind of i guess you could say slow compared to because like all the older cartoons and stuff that they used to do where it would just hit you a mile a minute it was just a one-off thing and they didn't really have a longer arc a lot of the time well it's technically a mini exactly it, it, series yeah yeah it was set up to have a definitive ending so like when it first starts off it kind of eases you into the situation rather than just straight away Bam. okay here's dexter with a crazy invention dd blows it up here's yeah. the Ed, Ed and eddie boys Trying to get money for jawbreakers. Yeah. It was like very very deliberate and very well paced of like slowly introducing you to the boys and then the world that they're in. Them good good boys. But at the same time it's kinda weird because it's like the the episodes could somewhat be standalone. Oh yeah. Yeah. But there's still that underlying story that's taking place the whole time. Mm -hmm. So Mm But definitely, some episodes, definitely, if you picked it up, you'd be like, the fu- what? What the hell's going on? Like, yeah. sp- towards the end, especially. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's dive into some rock facts. 
Um, the series was created by Patrick McHale. Uh, he worked as a storyboard artist on Flapjack and uh, also helped co-develop Adventure Time. Uh, he based the series off his animated short Tome of the Unknown. Uh, ten episodes of the series aired from November 3rd to the 7th of 2014. There's a really, really sweet voice cast, including Elijah Wood, Tim Curry, John Cleese, Christopher Lloyd, and Shirley Jones, to name a few. Uh, the series won two Primetime Emmys and a Rubin Award. It was the first miniseries of its kind for Cartoon Network. And there is also a comic book uh, based on the series that is still running. One of our friends actually does artwork for the she, comic book. She actually just did her last issue. Yeah. That uh, just came out. <gasps> yeah, so Cara McGee has ended her run on uh, Over the Garden Wall. But uh, her stuff is really good and beloved. And I hope that she does something really so, rad next. Go get issue 19. Yeah. <laughs> go grab that. Um, as for the history, uh, this was produced by Cartoon Network. Um, McHale originally started work on the series in 2004. Uh, it took 10 years of work for it to come to fruition. Uh, it was originally called The Tome of the Unknown. Uh, the series would follow two brothers, Walter and Gregory, who, after signing themselves into a Faustian deal with a devil named Old Scratch, journey across the land of the in-between to track down the pages of a book of forgotten stories. So there are some similarities to the huh. original story. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he toned down on making it a little less dark. I mean, less it's, it's still, still pretty dark. Yeah. It's still pretty fucking dark. Yeah. <laughs> like, the last two episodes are real fucked up. It's just Cuphead. <laughs> uh, there were originally supposed to be 18 chapters, but they trimmed it down to 10 for budget slash production constra- constraints. Um, I think that having the 10 actually, like, kind of made it really nice and concise. Yeah. Uh, I feel like yeah. 18 would have just, like cranked up the runtime a little too long like well, if that... it's just about two hours it's fine it's not too long yeah yeah, yeah uh, 18 probably would have made it feel just a little bit too draggy in certain parts yeah. like okay i know that's a frustration i get sometimes where i'm like oh my god this is filler get on with yeah it, for yeah sure. um early drafts of episodes from the show's pitch bible included a skinless witch character and a villain who carves dice from the bones of kidnapped children as Ugh, you can't hear that but i just like physically like winced <laughs> carved dice yes. from the bones of kidnapped children yeah, it's pretty good no uh, as well as a running plot throughout four episodes in which Wirt and greg are transformed into animals uh gregory being a duck which would make sense and Wirt being either a bear or a dog nobody can tell which <laughs> so he's chowder yeah actually yeah that's, that's pretty dead on <laughs> Uh, the show's littered with dozens of references to other media and other genres of media, um, anywhere from like 1920s and 30s cartoons to uh, old school fairy tales and uh, even modern kind of anime movies. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's let's dive into the characters a little bit. Uh, first up, we have Wirt, uh, who uh, is Lawrence Parallel. I mean, a little bit. Uh, it's voiced by <laughs> Elijah Wood. Um, Wirt's kind of like the everyman character that you're supposed to kind of connect with i guess he's a whiny teenage boy who's over dramatic he's (laughs) extremely over dramatic and like like, worries about everything and what was it it episode nine or ten where he's like putting on the costume that he's wearing and he's like like the last scene of before he leaves the house is him like standing in front of a mirror with a fan blowing his cape oh yeah for sure (laughs) so he can make himself look really cool that's actually a very vince thing to do (laughs) (laughs) I, i won't lie i have have probably done that before um word is voiced by elijah wood um who did a very very good job with this character the sweet sweet hobbit boy. Sweep, yeah. sweet sweet <laughs> hobbit boy 
Um, I don't know. I really, really enjoy Ward's character. Um, I'm an I'm an older brother of two little brothers, and uh, a lot of the a lot of the complaints he has to the younger brother and like kind of the younger brother tagging along and causing all the problems. I was that you and Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> um, especially like around the age range that they are, because like me and Ryan have like six years in between us. So I was like I was like 16 when Ryan was 10, and Ryan would want to like play and tag along. And I'd be like, oh god, I'm too cool for this shit. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> That was me and my older sister. I was the Greg, who was four years younger. So I, I definitely identified with Greg. Yeah. I don't have siblings, I mean, so yeah, I can't say shit. You don't know what it's like. Nope. Uh, to this day, I'm still the little punk who just causes trouble. <laughs> I, I would say I'm more... Ryan's more reserved than you are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I enjoy Wirt as a character just because, like, he he kind of is, like, that awkward teenager who really doesn't know his place, and he's trying to, like, worm his way into the world, kind of. Yeah. Uh, I feel kind of bad for him, because there's definitely a lot of parallels with him and, like, trying to confess to a girl you like, and it going miserably and shit like that. I definitely related to that. Uh, I actually, like... We, once we were watching, we just watched that episode again, and uh, I remembered a story of when I was in eighth grade, and oh, I wrote a I wrote a, a heartfelt letter to a girl, and I gave it to her, and then uh, I could hear them at lunch, uh, a couple tables over, reading it out loud and <gasps> laughing. No. Yeah, that was good. That felt real good. That was, like, I've definitely done like the make a tape or a CD thing for a girl like numerous times. Yeah, they, they were reading out my fucking shitty letter out loud and How laughing. How old are you, Kev? Me? Good. Make a tape? Yeah, Kev, what the fuck? Mixtapes? Burn a CD, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I've also, I mean, I've still done it, like, when me and Katie started dating. Like, I made her, like, a playlist on fucking whatever. I mean, Let's that's the thing now, this. is just playlists. <laughs> I made you an Apple Music playlist, hon pretty sweet no you didn't oh are you, are you mean like kevin are you actually serious <laughs> no what no, no i'm not being serious that's a joke okay he's you see he's slowly pulling out his phone and just deleting the playlist <laughs> she's like let me just uh, yeah call, i don't have apple calling him out on air jeez it's nothing but call me maybe like 20 times oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and then the third song is the remix yep that's it <laughs> Uh, next up on our character list, we have Greg, who is uh, probably more my parallel than anything. Yes. Uh, he's voiced by Colin Dean. Do uh, we know how old Greg is? I would say Greg's probably around like 10, maybe 8 or 9. I, I was thinking 10, too. Yeah. He seems around that, like that, that 10-ish age. Yeah, I mean, like, he's he's old enough to, like, I like that he has kind of, like, grandma-esque turns of phrase, like, ain't that just the way, and stuff <laughs> like that, like... <laughs> You know that he heard it from somebody and just just repeating it because that's what little kids do. Yeah, the Wiki the yeah. Wikipedia article says uh, young boy exact age unknown. Yeah, um, I would I would probably guess he's around like nine or ten. Because like where it has to be like yeah, freshman in high school. Yeah, yeah, he, he says he's a high schooler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can definitely tell he's like fresh faced high school though. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's... and Greg is at least like somewhat old enough to kind of grasp the situation yeah. yeah you know or not immediately he's not like work who's immediately you know the worried teenager yeah well, he's not he, but he's not he's not completely oblivious young child i mean he hasn't learned he hasn't learned shame yet 
which is generally what happens yeah. when you're like a young kid. Yeah. Can we also just like, can we appreciate just like character design wise that they all have like the Animal Crossing character nose and like face style. I really, I yes. really do enjoy little that. Button nose I really, or I, little button like triangle nose. I love yeah. the style it's of the cute. series. Like everything is drawn really fun. Mm-hmm. It's simple and really well detailed at the same time. Yeah. It's a. <laughs> I don't know, these music. characters are just like, just the whole animation style for this series is just, like you said, it's simple, and that's all you need for something like this. It doesn't need to be overdone. Like, the most overdesigned character is probably the Beast. You see the Beast one time. You see yeah. a single frame of the Beast. That yeah. you literally have to pause to actually make out anything, really. I, yeah. I did make a GIF of it, so we have that for, <laughs> for tomorrow. One, one of the things that I... I took away from Matt Groening, the creator of The Symptoms, he was like, one of the main things of cartooning is to try and convey as much emotion as possible with as few lines as possible. Mm. And that's and that's that's pretty much what the show does. Like it, it doesn't go overcomplicated with crazy like the characters are just simple. Like that's all you need. Yeah. The the lines that are there are just the ones that are needed and that's it. Bless you. Bless you. Oh, God. That one sounded painful. <laughs> that sounded like really bad. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have uh, Greg's Frog, uh, who also goes by Kitty, Wirt, Wirt Jr., Wirt Jr. <laughs> George Washington, Mr. President, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin, Dr. Cucumber, Greg Jr., Skipper, Ronald, and Jason Funderburger. Jason Funderburger. <laughs> I swear, like, his name changes three times. It's like two or three times. Jason Jesus. Funderburger. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that kid. I like how Wirt makes him out to be like this cool ass kid, and no, he's like he has, a he's, fucking lame. package. Ugh. Yeah, I was really Mouth like the reader. reveal was so upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun fact for uh, Jason Funderburger, he's actually um, based on Pat, Pat McHale, the creator. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. That's a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a weenie. Like, yeah, when, like when, a when, when he's hanging out with Sarah, he's just like, yeah, he like puts both his hands on her hand. She's like, yeah, you can. Well, like you when, can when they're walking, she's, she's like, like, oh, she's like, oh, Sarah, is that a ghost behind you? Yeah, and- <laughs> it smells flat. I like, I like the uh, girl in the bird costume. She's like, you can hold my hand, Jason Funderburger, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, that's amazing. Well, she's like, you can hold my hand. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I, I love all the the, the <clears throat> girls when when Greg has Sarah's tape. Where she's just like, I'm an egg. We know you're an egg. We know you're an egg. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that banter is fucking great. I was just like, that's that's literally how like how whoever whenever they wrote all the stuff like they they got the interaction down perfectly. That's how that's how kids are. Because kids are just assholes. They, I don't care if you're friends or not. Kids are just assholes. Adults. Are I mean, just especially assholes. if you're friends, kids are assholes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like even even well into high school, my friend, my best friend, and I were just like constantly tearing each other apart. Was that a spider? Uh, did you smash a spider in the wall? No. <laughs> was that like a? Did you hear that thump noise? Yeah, I didn't know what that was. I thought it was Lord Paco. Just, like, took a piece of paper and smashed a bug on the wall, and now it's smeared on the wall. <laughs> Jesus. This is, like, such a good like, episode. This is so good. This is so... Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not editing any of this shit. So, uh... We're having live live script goof-ups. And... It's not even... It's just fun. We just have fun. We have fun. Like, insect, insect killing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not editing any of this. 
Uh, next up, <laughs> next up on the character list, we have beet rice. We even talk about the frog. Beet rice. Beet rice. The frog was really cool. Next character. <laughs> we have Beatrice, the bluebird. Uh, voiced by bitch. Menelie, Menelie Linsky. A, Jesus. She's a huge bitch. Uh, she is kind of a bitch. I mean, she was going to sell out the boys. I mean, she didn't, though. She was about to, though. She was going she, to. That's all She that was matters. going to, and then as they got closer, she was like, nah, nah, I don't want to do this. And then nope, she couldn't nope. fucking get them to stop. Like, when, what episode? When they were going to Adelaide's. And we're just like automatically like wakes up the minute she fucking flies off. I'm yeah. Like, the fuck. Let's see. She's a fictional character. We don't have to forgive her. Yeah. Plus, she's a ginger. I feel like I feel like at the end, where everybody was like, "Whoa!" Way much okay. On her for like the fact that she turned them into fucking birds. Eat your dirt. Well, why did she? That's what I was wondering. Like, what the fuck happened? She, she just... threw a rock at a blue jay and oh, killed it, and it cursed her. Ra- that's right. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah the parallels. Wouldn't she, wouldn't <clears throat> she turn into a blue uh, blue jay instead of a bluebird? Well, a bluebird, whatever. Yeah. Bluebird. Oh. Yeah, those are totally different birds. <laughs> whatever. They're, they're, both, they're both birds that are blue. Thank you, Wyatt. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Next, next thing you're gonna tell me, the rock isn't actually alive. <laughs> That's a rock fact. Um, I don't know. Like, you feel kind of bad for Beatrice. She definitely she, like goes out of her way to help at the end too. I mean, she even saves yeah. Wirt, which is good when he falls into the fucking river, yeah. freezing to death. Oh, there are so many times that where Wirt should have died. Should, oh god, yeah, he should have died. Okay, so I mean, like, like he, he slipped. Be, on he should have died in the first snow. episode. He slipped in the in the snow and like was concussed, like. His head bounced off the fucking icy ground. You could see him like, oh, and then he fell in the fucking lake. He's a kid. They're resilient. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Head, head injuries are, you can't joke about head injuries. Head, head injuries are like the one thing kids cannot. No, you can't. From. I don't know. I smacked my head on concrete. I don't know. I, I, and got a concussion while I was in higher altitude in Colorado and I was fine. I also did, went, you know what? I went to yeah. sleep. Though, I also you? went to sleep. <laughs> the worst thing you can do when you're concussed is go to sleep. I didn't know it was concussed. I was like 10 years old, and I was just like, I have a really bad headache. I'm going to oh go God. sleep. Good night. I will say, I did shatter a quarter-sized hole in my skull yeah, when I was 13. That's because you got too excited. But I didn't get concussed. <laughs> Wait, what? Never mind. That's a, that's a story we'll, we'll talk about after, after this. <laughs> um, yeah. So Beatrice sucks. Uh, next up we have on the list is The Woodsman, who's uh, voiced by Christopher Lloyd, also known Woodsman's, as uh, Doc Brown. Yeah, you know that? The probably like one of the most complex characters we've had, like yeah. side character-wise. In the so, show. yeah. His backstory... He really does feel, because normally the... I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, yeah, yeah the, the side characters are usually like one note. Uh, either they're, they're comedic relief, or they're this uh, creepy whatever. And he actually had some dimension to yeah, it. Yeah, like he was a reoccurring character that actually had some depth, which was nice. He did come off as kind yeah. of creepy at first. Oh, though. yeah, for sure. But I think that's the oh, point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be, like, this unknown thing for the boys that where they're just kind of scared of him and they're not sure how to think of, of him. Yeah. I also like that Greg knocked his ass out with a fucking... <laughs> a log? <laughs> he used a log. I love when he was doing his practice swings in the, in the like... <laughs> In, the, in front of the fireplace. What, what's like, log. Greg, what are you doing? <laughs> well, he, like, he grabs a bunch of stuff and does practice swings with all of the stuff to see which works out best for him, and he settled <laughs> on the fucking log. <laughs> He's 
simplistic. He's such a, he's a kid. Like that's that's the most kid thing to do. Like to really knock fun. out an old man with a log. That's a kid thing to do. I mean, he yeah. was just trying to please Wirt. This is true. Follow through with his that was, plan. That was Wirt's plan. It's so also, it's candy. The best the best way to watch that scene is to have the John Cena theme oh, ready to go, <laughs> and just as soon as like. Wham! I like the, uh, I like the uh, candy smoke screen he does in that episode too. Oh my god! <laughs> that was cool. Uh, the woodsman I just thought was great, just because like there was a good amount of mystery behind his character. Because you're like, why is he grinding up this stuff for the lantern? And as you find out more, you're just like, oh, he's he's trying to keep his daughter's spirit alive by grinding up these trees for the lantern. And the beast is just and, telling him to. And that's part of the, the depth. Is like At first, it just comes off as a really creepy, like, okay, he's doing something that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. yeah. He's just a weird, creepy guy doing weird, creepy stuff. Do not trust him. And then, oh, find out about the daughter. Works out pretty good. <laughs> and then uh, to link to the woodsman, next up we have the beast, uh, who's voiced by Samuel Raimi, um, who I thought initially was keith david because the beast totally sounded like keith david yeah yeah any, any character that ever has that like that black dad voice i really just like it's keith david that black, that black. okay so anytime i hear keith david's voice i because like it's one of my favorite movies which is a horror movie to be a favorite of is uh requiem for a dream yeah and there's that fucking scene where keith david yeah. is like the pimp uh. and he just goes I didn't pull it out for air. So every time <laughs> I fucking hear his voice, that's the immediate scene that pops into my head, and it ruins everything. Fun fact, he was actually two different characters in uh, Community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Community. He His first appearance was as the narrator where they did, like, the Blanket Fort war documentary. Yeah. yeah. He was the narrator for that episode, so he basically played himself. Uh, Abed managed to get him to like do the the uh, the voiceover for the documentary, and then he came on as Elroy, like a completely separate character. <sighs> nice. That's funny. But yeah, when he popped in, he was like, ah, "I'm Elroy Potashnik," and I was like, "What? No, you you're Keith David. <laughs> you you narrated an episode like two seasons ago as yourself. Nope. Different different guy. Surprise. <laughs> You'd be uh, great if he was a fan of Keith David. That'd have been really fun. Uh, I like the beast, the character, like, he, he only appears in, like, four episodes. He's a dick. What are you looking He is a dick. Like him. <laughs> um, I like him because he, you know, he tricks children into getting lost and turning into trees in the woods. <laughs> like, I was, I was honestly very, like. The honorable thing to do. It's, it's extremely like, sad when you see kids turning into the tree. Oh my god, it's so sad. It's oh, so upsetting. And then, like, like, oh. and then he starts coughing up the leaves. He's like, no, I was just eating leaves. Like, <laughs> no, I was asshole. just eating leaves. <laughs> Completely kills any kind of sad momentum there was for yeah. that scene. No, I, I mean, he is leaves. comic relief. Yeah. So, you gotta uh, have a little something. I don't know. The, the beast is a creepy as fuck. He has this crazy also, glowing like, eyes. I mean, he's so, an ominous being. So, like, it, 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 I have this, this weird question. I kind of want to ask this question because I don't... I, I It was never explained, I guess, to me. I don't know. <clears throat> So, and in the end, and this is, if you're still listening, we're obviously in spoiler stuff. Um, the the woodsman finds out that it's his daughter's spirit, kind of, like, isn't in the lantern. Like, it's kind of, like, said that. And, like, the, the beast got scared whenever they were going to blow it out. So, like, is the beast just technically his daughter? 
No, the beast no. is just the beast is just the spirit in the lantern, and I feel like the someone got a, a hold of that lantern, and it has passed on from numerous people, and he keeps trying to get it back because like when it was on the ground, uh, he tried to snatch it from Wirt, and Wirt picked it up because something had to have happened with the woodman's daughter, which made him think that she had died or something, and yeah. her, her soul was inside Because she lantern. comes back at the end of the show. Yeah, which, that was the one thing that Vince and I were just talking about, too, is, like, I think they mentioned, like, he never went back to the house. Yeah, he said, because like, he assumed just go back it to w- that empty house. Yeah, because mm. he assumed it would be empty, and she apparently was there all along. So he's probably been roaming the woods for, like, a long time trying to keep the lantern lit. Well, he lives in the mill. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he has to, because yeah. that's where he grinds yeah. up the Edelwood trees. So he just hasn't been yeah, back home. Kevin. Maybe his daughter was just home. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Something happened, but just don't know what. But to stay alive, he needs that lantern to always be lit. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, how would you like to experience full darkness? And, like, it all gets dark and shit. And what's like, how about you? And, like, opens the lantern. I, oh, shit. I like that his, his, he tries to be cool, and then his voice cracks, and he has to clear his throat <laughs> and then sing again. <laughs> very, very, he has to be, like, 14 years old. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. He's, like, freshman high school. Like, that was, like, the most little, like, the most pre, like, not pre-teen, but not, like, really a teenager kind of thing. But, like, like, he's, like, yeah. like he, he never really, that one moment he gets to be kind of cool and he fucks it up because his I mean, voice cracks. I guess he's still kind of cool because he goes, like, well, this is your mess to deal with. Yeah. To the woodsman. Even, even just normal conversations at that age are just awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey guys, did you see the new Star Wars movie? Oh. I'm really excited because it's a female protagonist for once. She's really cute. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, you know God. some kids are having that fucking conversation too. Oh no. I won't lie, I practiced I practiced that voice. <laughs> uh it it's just like the, the guys from uh Monster Tank. Yeah. Oh true. Yes. Go get her, Mr. Solomon. <laughs> Uh, so next up, go we to, have... Go defeat the oh, beast. Uh, we have uh, Adelaide, uh, who's voiced by John Cleese. John Cleese actually voices a couple characters in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Adelaide of the uh, of the pasture, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yep. So one detail that Lauren pointed out that I never noticed, actually. I um, never noticed it either. When Adelaide turns around on the back of her shawl, she has a... Uh, black Widow. A Black Widow mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I never noticed that, and it made a lot of sense because she has a little web... In her, in her yarn. place, yeah. 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 I didn't notice it until, like, the second time watching the show. It, it slipped past me. Yeah, you only see it for a brief second. It's kind of cool. Um, Adelaide as a character is very short-lived, but, like, she's kind of a main plot point because the boys are trying to get to her. She's kind of a Hansel and Gretel kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Where she's just like, oh, I'm going to take the kids. She's not going to eat the kids, but she wants to, like... She just wants little children servants. Yeah, she <laughs> wants to fill their heads with wool. Yeah. That, that That's one of the things, like... As we mentioned before, this whole show is, it just feels like it's very heavily inspired by, like, the old fairy tales. The oh, ger- yeah. The German and she definitely has tales, that. Because the German ones are that... ones are fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the, the real ones, not the ones that are like, and then Snow White lived happily. No. Not that Disney shit. I no. mean, like, what, in the actual, like, German, in the actual Cinderella thing, her sisters cut mm-hmm. cut off parts of their feet to yep. fit it in the shoe. Yep. yep. Yeah. And then these ain't these ain't Disney fairy tales. These are of iWorks fairy tales. Yeah. I wish we could you get like some feet. animated versions of like the actual fairy tales. Uh, I mean, there's Little Mermaid. There's a. There's Jap- Little Mermaid. 
there's a Japanese animation Little Mermaid that I saw when I was little because my friend had it. Wait, where, she, had... where she turns into seafoam? No, she like kills herself or something. Yeah, it's they, really they sad. They exist. Just, <laughs> you just have to like find them in like the obscure section and stuff. Nice. Yeah. Have to seek them out. Um, yeah. Oh, she's like also to... uh, she's also uh, Auntie Whisper's sister. Yes. Yeah. Who literally, very... literally warns them not to trust her. After, well, that's after, they after the fact. Her. Yeah. <laughs> But at the same time, like that's a that's a big ass like parallel to Spirited, Spirited Away, Away mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Yubaba and Zabina or Z- Zaniba, Z- Z- something like that. Something like that. It's a Z name. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Can we talk about how great it is? That they got one of the guys from Monty Python. Yeah, John Cleese. To voice yeah. her, and then he also voices um, Mr. Uh, Quincy Endicott, the tea guy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Oh, just, just that voice. Just. I mean, they got they have some really awesome people in this cast. I mean, Auntie Whispers was yeah. voiced by Tim Curry, which Tim Curry has been like out of the whole acting scene for a long time because he's been really ill. He was great in Psych. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I always remember him in like Labyrinth or not Labyrinth, uh, Legend as the Devil. Mm. Oh really. Yeah. I was going to say Labyrinth. Labyrinth. No. No, it's Legend. That was David That's Bowie? Bowie. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Adelaide was cool. Damn, she kind of reminded me of, like, uh, Wicked Witch of the show. West, where she melted. Oh, yeah, yeah with the, well, they let the fresh air. With the fresh air or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the night air just melted So her, her place must be musty as fuck. Yeah, right? It smells like mothballs <laughs> and fucking Ew. old, musty like old yarn. And shit. Yeah, that was one of those deaths where it's like, well, wait. Okay, wow. That's <laughs> that was super disgusting. That was really fast. Yeah, it's like uh, <clears throat> Wizard of Oz. Well, because like, if, if fresh air kills her, how disgusting is her house? <laughs> oh, you know it smells like garbage in there. Like you know that like really home. gross old lady smell? It's like a retirement home. Yeah. Mothballs and floral. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Some old potpourri. Uh, next up, we have Auntie Whispers, who uh, creeped me the fuck out the first time I saw this. <laughs> Eat. Anything with Tim Curry creeps. She out. fucking she eats a one of those black turtles that turn that dog into a demon. So yeah. it's just like, if she can eat those, like, why does she even have a basket of them? Cause she eats them. Yeah, but like they're obviously linked to the beast too. I don't know, and it's weird because she's not technically evil or anything. Yeah, no. she's actually good. I mean, technically Lorna was the one that was evil. Uh, I I love that scene where they're in the closet. And Lorna turns. You mean the basement? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I was so creeped out the first time I saw that. Like she, like she, she changes and then chases them out of the out of the house. Yeah. That was really fucking creepy. Also, uh, fun fact to link to the end of the series, um, when since Greg's frog swallowed the bell, at the end when he's shaking. The frog. His stomach is glowing. His stomach's glowing. He's also wearing his hat and his socks, which pretty much implies that everything that they did was actually real and it happened. Yeah. I mean, they technically. There, are... there was some physical connect- connection to what happened. Yeah. I mean, do we want to go into some of the themes? Fuck yeah. Um. So next up, we can actually let's just head right into it. Let's discuss yeah, some of the themes. That speaks right to it. Yeah. So obviously, this is a, a parable for like purgatory. Limbo, purgatory, whatever, like yeah. in between life and death, whatever. Um, I mean, it has to. This is some... It has to be. <clears throat> yeah. 
Yeah, this is something that, like, uh, especially with Cartoon Network, uh, like with Adventure Time and Gravity Falls and uh, regular show to a point. Uh, Gravity Falls like, is with, Disney, actually. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I said cartoons, not Cartoon Network. <laughs> Play it back, Kev. <laughs> I said I wasn't editing this. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just like, so for years, we always had, like, the creepypasta stuff where, you know, oh, what if... You know, the, the, the characters in Ed and Eddie are, like, actually blah, 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 which is completely disproven by the existence of the last season yeah. when they go to school. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whenever somebody brings that up, I'm like, dude, final season. Shut up. Or, like, that fan theory for Rugrats that, like, everything is just in Angelica's head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one's really creepy. Like, I don't like that one. Hey, um, all grown-ups exist, so you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. All grown-up, sorry. Sounds like a get mad at me for that but <clears throat> for years we always had like these creepypastas that went with these shows and in some of the modern cartoons that we've been getting those creepypastas are like actually part of the show yeah there's actually yeah. instead of it being like a fan theory like that's gravity falls was completely built around uh that kind of you know creepy stuff adventure time you know for those first for that first season or, or so like felt like just a completely different fantasy world but you could see like you know remains from the old world yeah, kind of scattered dark, here and there the dark undertones for that show mm-hmm. yeah and then eventually it was real like yeah that's not a fan theory this is legit like this is actually happens after earth was annihilated and like a nuclear the mushroom yeah and then the mushroom the, the lich the lich is fucking terrifying in that show i mean yeah. bubble gum yeah. like, bubble gum is terrifying in that <clears throat> show yeah like, everything with the lich and, like, the Ice King and She's all fucking evil as shit. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Bubblegum? No, yeah. She Bubblegum is pretty... She does some yeah. fucked she up does shit. She some shady shit, yeah. <laughs> she's pink, therefore she's a good guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it works? Wait, okay. Yeah. Keith, and, and, hey, parallel oh, to, to somebody color. we talked about earlier, Keith David, did, Keith David did a voice in a retro time. Keith okay. David voiced, Ooh, he voiced the he? Flame King and the, the Fire King. Oh, he did. I forgot oh. about that. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, that, that was just something that was really cool about this. That it, it seems to be continuing that trend of making the creepypasta style theories and stuff like actually part of the plot. Yeah, I just, I like this. These aren't just two kids chilling in the woods. Yeah. They actually are like stuck in limbo. Or They're like half, half dead drowning in a river. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't know. I kind of like this trend of like cartoons and chill like shows geared towards children that are going a little bit darker because like it just all of like the happy fucking bullshit gets kind of old well i mean that yeah it's fine in doses but like that's you need it you need something to balance it out well i mean that's the thing with like a show like this and a show like adventure time and shows like gravity falls and stuff there is that like level of adultness in it and that's why they can like appeal to a larger audience it's not just like there's stuff that kids will like about it but it goes over their heads where adults will catch on to it you know that's yeah. why i feel like yeah. we can enjoy it yeah like if that's, it was that's what i love to sorry no, no it's fine <laughs> I, I was gonna say real quick like that's why i love the old justice league cartoons because uh on the surface it was just like okay here's the good guy here's the bad guy have a cool action scene but especially in justice league unlimited it was. It, it became this very intense, 
like political drama where it was mm-hmm. just the Justice League versus the United States government. Yep. Mm-hmm. And basically playing philosophy professor for a full season of like, well, do the ends justify the means? And are they actually, you know, from their point of view, like the Justice League actually is a threat. And they set it up in a way to where you can actually, you know, some people even agree with them where they're like, yeah, the Justice League is a threat. Because they, they make the villains sympathetic, so it's not a simple good guy versus bad guy thing. But, I mean, Why are even DC's stuff cartoons like... so much better than their movies? <laughs> there's even stuff with, like Teen Titans. Like there's stuff they deal with like racism in an episode where that yeah. um, that one superhero dude called uh, Starfire a chalky or whatever, and nobody knew what the fuck that was, and she never said anything until like Cyborg like pulled it out of her, and he was like he was like he was like look he didn't like bring up the fact that he was black, which I wish he kind of would have, but he was like I'm mostly robot, like I get shit on on the regular basis. He's like, this isn't right. We need to, like, make sure everybody knows this shit is kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, in in talking about Purgatory as a whole, though, there are some really, really interesting, like, connections to that. Like, um, they had to pay two cents to get on the ferry, which is a connection to crossing the River Styx. And the whole thing with the the Pottsfield, which apparently Pottsfield, back in the day, also... Was a name for where you buried dead people. Yeah, a potter's yeah. field. Yeah. It was like unmarked graves for farmers and servants and poor people. Yeah. Um, I think Judas was buried in a potter's field. Undesirable. Yeah, and then um, also Beatrice uh, is the name of the lady who uh, guided Dante through hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's all kinds of connections, especially like in that in that same uh, episode with the skeleton or the pumpkins, where they're just like. Oh, you're a little too early. Yeah, like, one see, of them uh, says, aren't you a little early? Yeah. So here, here's one for the reference for Potter's Field. The references to Potter's Field go all the way back to the Bible, where Judas was buried. Curiously, the leader of Potter's Field is named Enoch, where, who oh, yeah. in the Bible said, uh, did not die, but God took him and was brought to paradise while still living. So, like, it's just it's a bunch of all undead people. Like, it's it's... This stuff just this stuff runs so deep into like biblical stuff or just even myths. Just this, yeah, I mean like uh, even they even, even say this... work was too early to be in the Potter's field. Like so he was like he's gonna die. He's just a little early. Well, and then Enoch says too like oh you'll join us one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's kind of cool that like oh they're skeletons so they like use jack o' lanterns as their heads and like all the like, history that goes along with jack-o'-lanterns and being used as, like, even headless horseman. Yeah. He has mm-hmm. a jack-o'-lantern as a head, like a substitute for a physical head. Yeah, pretty much. Well, weird. and that, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, dancing the skeleton. also, Enoch is technically a, a cat. He's Kate yes. Sith. <laughs> I love this series. It's I want to take away on sibling relationships because si- I mean that's, the core. that's um, the core of the whole. Series I really enjoyed um, how Wirt kind of realizes that he's being an asshat uh, throughout the series. Like mm-hmm. he, you can tell in the beginning, like even in the first episode when like the woodsman is, he 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 says you're the elder the elder boy, you should be taking care of your brother or taking the responsibility. Taking the responsibility because uh, Wirt just keeps blaming everything on Greg. Um, even in the flashback when, like, it shows, like, oh, it's all your fault that the tape, she has the tape, and it's all your fault you ruined everything, and then he even goes a little bit further and goes, it's all you and your dad's fault always trying to 
get me to come out of my shell. Um, and you can tell there's a little bit of like animosity towards Greg, um, just because he, I guess he feels like his, his like stepdad is kind of overstepping his bounds. Yeah. I mean, he's a teenage boy. His parents are either his dad's either deceased or they're divorced. Yeah. And he has a stepdad, and, which, and but, but they, but they imply that like it has to, they at least 10 years together if. If Greg's his half, yeah. his half brother, yeah. So, but there's still yeah. some type of animosity held there, yeah. And I think that's what like makes it even more interesting because it's like they're only somewhat blood related, yeah. and that's always a little bit of a different dynamic. I feel than like truly blood relation. Yeah, I feel like or they explored it in a more realistic level, which you don't necessarily see in at least cartoons for sure. Yeah. Well, that's how it is with me and my sister. Like we're technically half siblings. And so it's uh, just the relationship of having the older brother or the older sibling who's a few years older, mm-hmm. that felt pretty real to me or like relatable to me. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm four years younger than my sister. Uh, and also that added dynamic of, you know, they're not 100% blood related. You know, it's, it's not a step sibling thing. So it's, it's, it, it, it I don't know, it's just slightly different. Like, most people immediately go for the step-sibling thing. Yeah. And so, to me, like, just that added detail of, like, that they're half-brothers. A little bit more realism. To me, that just, to me, that just really stuck. Because it's a more common thing when you have, like, half-siblings and stuff. Yeah, because I feel like you can pull out, like, you're not my real dad type of shit. Like, yeah. that kind of stuff when someone gets, like, real mad. Mm-hmm. Which isn't all that fair either, though. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it also you're not my real rock <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like a huge like like basis for the whole story itself because it's you follow Wirt and his development more or less like yeah. greg always kind of stays the same yeah and it's Wirt that's evolving I, I like that greg is kind of like he's extremely like selfless Yes. In the entire well, and that's the other thing that's really cool. Like, where it's really selfish. Yeah. And Greg is just trying to help his older brother a lot of the mm-hmm. time. Like, yeah. in a roundabout way. Yeah, sometimes. he's always trying to, like, he's either trying to help him with his plans <laughs> or, like, he's trying to help, I guess, get him ahead. But he doesn't mean, he's not malicious in his intent. No. He's just trying to help. He's just trying to help in his way. Yeah. And his way isn't always the best way in Wirt's eyes. Yeah. And then it causes problems. And... I mean, and also... But since... it always works out in the end. Yeah, and also since Greg is younger and he doesn't really have, like, that sense of self like you do when you get a little bit older, he just kind of goes in and, like, he, like he walks into the party and just kind of, like, points at the window and, like, gives word up all the time and stuff. He just, like, he doesn't do it intentionally. He doesn't have a filter. But, like, he just... Yeah, but just, like, when, when he goes into the schoolhouse and Beatrice is like, what about your brother? Where is he? And he just, like, points at the window and Greg's just, like, at the window playing outside. Yeah. yeah, he's like, fuck that. I don't want to go to school. <laughs> Not today. I like that he's like all the poor, like, like less nice animal. I don't know. It was like, like the raccoon. And the the raccoon and the possum and shit. Little, like, rodent ass animals no, that are outside the school. Ugly ass old cat. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think that cat's too poor old. Cat. And the raccoon's like, like consoling the cat while it's giving it some milk. Like, come on. Which, that, that whole beard. episode was such a big, like, 
like reference to Richard Scary. I oh yeah, swear for sure. To God. Yeah. Um, all of the animals were kind of drawn in that style. Yeah. With like the big yeah. heads and like the, the square bodies. Bodies, yeah. What's her face? What's the teacher's name? Miss um, Langtree. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, she in the, sings about her broken heart. In the yeah, uh, her the broken extent- heart by her by her boyfriend on leaves. He's only been gone three days. Yeah, he's gone for three days. Three fucking days. <laughs> she said it felt more like eight, but he was only gone for three days. Super clingy. It's a red flag. <laughs> I mean, it's a red also, flag, bro. You better bail. She's the song. alphabet of like how everything went wrong. Oh, the song for potatoes and molasses is based on a uh, Shirley Temple song for animal crackers in my soup. Yeah, I thought that was pretty apparent. Yeah. Gotta bail, bro. I wonder if potatoes and molasses actually taste good. Probably not. Maybe maybe I, with I sweet it. potatoes. With sweet potatoes, it would be sweet, sweet potatoes are gross as heck. No, oh, sweet potatoes no. are the best. Just eat candy. Jeez. <laughs> you want something sweet? Do you hate pumpkin too, then? Yes. <sighs> what the fuck? <laughs> give, me, give me those peaches. Blasphemy. <laughs> Pumpkins are top tier, especially around I this time of peaches. year. Top tier gourd. Top tier gourd? Let's uh, what are, what are your top three gourds, Kevin? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pumpkin. go with like uh, I'm gonna pumpkin. go with like acorn. Squash. You started this, Kevin. I'm gonna go with like pumpkin, acorn squash, and uh, let's go with kabocha. That's just like a pumpkin, <laughs> though. That's not. It's different. It's fairly similar. No, they're different. It's a Japanese pumpkin. It's different. <laughs> it it sounds funny, so therefore it, it, it's. Good. That's like saying an American sword is like a Japanese sword. It's different. Oh my god. It's full of 10,000 times, Lauren. It's full of 10,000 times the glorious <laughs> Nihon. I need to like, put up a wall between you and me. While you were out having premarital sex, I was studying the blade. <laughs> Jesus. Why? Why do you do... Why? Why? Jesus Christ. Kev, you may have to lower this audio. I just went... I just read no, I don't care. Laughing. I don't care. No, it's cool. I redline. No. I redline all the time. It's I mean, awful. just take it, just like one little uh, notch. No, so, <laughs> mine's probably pumpkin, butternut squash, and probably green buttons. Just because they're called green buttons, and that's a great name. The yeah. fuck is that? They're little guys. I don't know what that is. I've never had those. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Anyways, <laughs> back to the show. Moving on from gourds. <laughs> Welcome to Gourd Talk. <laughs> Stop. We, we can use Gore Talk for our, uh, for our other podcasts. Whenever the Gore Talk. Up. All Gore yeah, all that's the time. Not, stop. <laughs> you know you know what's the best Gord? It's the the best friend, Lizzie McGuire's best friend from that show. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Top tier Gord. Uh, how about how about uh, Gara's little backpack thing? That's that oh. top tier Gord right there. Top okay. tier Gord. Okay. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> um... I, I really okay. So I have this under themes. Uh, the amount of foreshadowing that's in this series is kind it's of fucking awesome. everywhere. Yeah, there's like so many weird like little things that tie together that you just like if uh, like you watch it the second time and you're just like oh shit that's that's from like this or between like, visually yeah. and like even just within the songs. A lot of the songs reveal a lot of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the entire like the the frog on the ferry. Yes, that whole song was like talking about the boy's journey. Yeah. Um, and then, Even like, the very beginning kind of tells yeah, everything. The very happens. beginning shows like all of the characters that are gonna come, and like they show Lorna sorting the bones in the basement. They show like uh, what Jimmy in the gorilla suit. Yep. Um, they show the dog and Beatrice. 
Yeah, it's kind of awesome. Like, they actually do a good job of, like, tying everything together really well. I also like, like, um, the the ending of the series. Like, it actually wraps up everything and shows what happened to everybody yeah. from the unknown after the yeah. boys left. Eat your dirt. And, and that's one of the great things about uh, having a series that has a definitive ending. Like, you, you have the chance to structure all of that, so it's... It's not, like, an ongoing series where you have no clue when it'll end, if it even ends. So you're kind of just doing random stuff. But when you have it structured like that, as a set beginning, middle, and end, it gives you the chance to go back and do all of that foreshadow. And just mm-hmm. tie, up, tie up loose ends, kind of have some yeah. finality for all of the characters, which is great. Like, uh, Grant Morrison, I think it is, one of the, right, one of the best writers from comics. That's what he he says. He usually figures out like what he wants the ending to be, and then he'll work backwards. Not necessarily write it, but you know, just like okay, this is where I want it to end. So I need to set this up, set this up, set this up, set this up, and then as he goes back and structures everything, he's like, okay, if I'm gonna have this show up in Act Three, I need it to be, you know, hinted at in Act One and referenced in Act Two. Yeah. Yep. More people need to do that. <laughs> There's um actually does uh, in the song, um, that that the frog sings over the garden wall, um they actually talk about like the boys and and the lake. It says uh the single soul who was Wirt who was content to be slightly forlorn, and that's just like just all of Wirt's character right there. Yeah. Yep. Over the garden wall. There's lots of pumpkins. Oh, we didn't even children. fucking talk about the music. The music is so good in this series. You oh, have the vinyl, right? Do, yeah, I have. Yeah. I tried to do... Uh, that didn't work. I, I, I tried to do, like, Steven Universe-style Over the Garden Wall song. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I, got two verse, I got two verses in, and I was like, you know what? I, I can't do this. I actually have the, uh, the San Diego Comic-Con limited edition version of the vinyl. It's fucking sweet. It's pretty sweet, yeah. No, I um I my friend Mia snagged it for me. She waited in line and snagged it for me and I was like, Yes. Nice. Super excited about yeah, it's it. It's fucking cool. Again. It's a really it's really pretty. Um We just need to get the art book still. Yeah. Um but the soundtrack for this, like you could tell that a lot of the series is kind of built around some of the music. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Like a lot of the songs are really, really important. They like there's a different song in every episode too. Like they were very crucial to the creation of it. Yeah, it just fits the overall tone and the style of the show too, which is great. It yeah. it kind of gives it like a weird, uh, like a timeless feel too. Well, it's weird too because it's like I wonder it stayed because like it definitely it's definitely crucial to it. I just wonder like specifically at what stage to be was it like? Did he do a James Gunn thing where he had it in his head while writing the script? Yeah. Or... I don't know. Hmm. Uh, I actually didn't look too much into that. Yeah, I don't know. Kevin. I don't know. Hmm. To the Google. <laughs> to the Google, Kevin. Well, I, well, I on the fucking phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the thing is, too, is, like, you don't really know what the time period is. Yeah, I mean, like... It's, like, I mean, it in varies. The... It's weird. I mean, especially, in... like, before they do the flashback, it's yeah. very, very kind of, like, vague what kind of time period. Because, like, Wirt's in a costume, and then Greg looks like he's wearing, like, an outfit from, like, the... He's wearing period clothing. Yeah, yeah. They all look um, like they're wearing period clothing. But, but like at the looks... at the end with Beatrice, she's wearing an empire dress, which is yeah. technically like what Victoria or and Edwardian it feels like it is in the Victorian like, era because even when, like, we, when we go to um, 
Endicott's Manor. And then the woodsman busts yeah, out Endicott's an iPod, Manor. and you're just like, what is going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, even at, when they're at the tavern, and they've got, like, Highwayman the and, highway like, man. Betty Boop-ass-looking I love that in that lady. episode, everybody is just given a character that they are. They're the trope. They all yeah. have to fill out the tropes. Uh-huh. Like and they, they, have try, to, they, they try to pin he's Wirt. The, he's he's the, the young lover and then the pilgrim. The young lover and then he's the pilgrim. <laughs> Which, he's neither of those things, no. really. He's yeah. like a mixture. Yeah. He's the everyman. That's what yeah. is the everyman. Yeah. yeah. He's a lawn gnome. He's <laughs> yes. a lawn gnome. Um, I actually found out uh, that uh, his, this is canonical, his cape is actually a World War II nurse's cape. Where would he have gotten that? He dug it well, out when, of when he went up into the oh. attic. He had the uh, the World War II hat with the cape. I forgot about that. Yes. Oh. Maybe maybe someone maybe his like stepdad or his dad was like uh, a reenactor. A nurse. <laughs> oh, probably a reenactor. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> well, I mean, like, what's the time? Like, they have cassette tapes. So it has well, to be. But like... she didn't have a cassette player. In yeah, her I, house. Think is just so? a, I think Wirt is just just so a fucking nerd who just makes cassette tapes. You don't know that. I mean, no, but I can, you can maybe really she had an eight that. track. That's a possibility. <laughs> I was gonna go with the fact that we're just a, like they were in a modern ambulance when they picked the boys. Yeah, like, it's twenty seventeen. I mean, I'm not saying I, it's I that old. VS, I mean, VCR. they still had modern ambulances in the nineties and the late eighties. So, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> You're acting like they had horses. You can also get kind of kind of like when, when they go to the hospital. <laughs> you can see like the kind of clothes they put the boys in too. So it's 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 really ambiguous, but I'd, I'd give it like late eighties kind of time. I think late 80s, it's, it's probably not that important. That's why. I really like that they left it vague though, because then it leaves it so you could watch it every year for Halloween. It still kind of works. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're dressed as an egg. Yeah, even if you're dressed as an egg. <laughs> Speaking of which, are they gonna put this on Cartoon Network? I mean, it, it it was made by Cartoon Network, but I mean like. I wouldn't be surprised if they air I, I don't know, because, like, yeah. I know, like, Disney Channel plays, like, Hocus Pocus and, like, Halloween Town and all that shit every year. Yeah. So, I wonder if cartoon, like, we don't have cable, so we don't know. I yeah. never usually shows, like, Halloween episodes, but they always do, like, the new shit. I'd rather see the old Halloween episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do a mix. We should probably buy it on Blu-ray. I'm honestly surprised we don't have it. I bought the DVD. It's, like, we... eight bucks. Because <laughs> we just watch it on Hulu. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just need watch to get it on that. Hulu. If it comes off Hulu, then, yeah, we need to buy it. <laughs> I don't trust streaming services and their license agreements. This is true, yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, they're they're nice and fun and convenient, but I like to have the the, the physical media. I mean, that's why I buy vinyl. It's just because I like having. Well, I like if it's a movie copies. I really like, because sometimes I just end up with a shit ton of movies. I'm like, I don't care about half these anymore. Gonna buy those Criterion <laughs> collections. So, oh Jesus! Get really picky about yeah. what I'm buying on Blu-ray. So, uh, final impressions, guys. About. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about like the last two episodes, though, like okay. and how how big that was for the show. Because it, it immediately starts with uh, the, the the beginning of the last episode is just it shows Word like in his room, lamenting over this stupid tape that he made, uh, which full of I, full of clarinet and uh, I think and you can still buy it on Mondo's website right now. Yeah. Oh, that, is it still available? Yeah, Why haven't yeah. we gotten that? we don't have a tape player. I, mm, there you go. I have a bunch of tapes, but I don't have a tape player. I don't have a tape player. Sure, you can go to like uh, a thrift find store a, and find a, like a two dollar tape player. I was just thinking, I was like, I wonder if I have my cassette tape player. Yes, yeah, so if it's not Walkman a storage or something. Tape. I remember mine getting all scuffed up though. 
Are you, like, um, looking up one? I'm trying to see if they still have it available. I believe they do. I, I'm, like, 80% sure. They if they have don't, two. I'm gonna be mad. I mean, they came out a while ago. I mean, this is right? the second. This is the second edition. It oh, is so sold out. Uh, it's sold really? out now. Yep. Cause I checked like last week and they still had it. It took a while for it. You to can't. Sell you out. can't hear it, but I'm shaking my fist in rage. <laughs> um, we got. We got rock pack pins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got the poster, which is very nice. Uh, so. Final impressions. It's a fantastic show, and I. I really hope the Cartoon Network does more stuff like this, where it has, you know, where it's a complete story. Like there's, there's one I wanted to bring this up. I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, the pilot for it, and maybe we, maybe you guys can talk about it in a future episode of that. Uh, but for Infinity Train, it's yes, I did see that. W- one of the recent pilots that Cartoon Cartoon Network uh, aired, like they got a couple different going. Right now, it, it's kind of like the old days when they would, they had what a cartoon, and it was just like, let's just see what the reaction is. Yeah, like how Adventure Time oh. started. So, yeah, so they put out a few different pilots, and Infinity Train is the one that I really hope they pick up. Infinity Train so is the one that got the most reaction out of anything. I didn't hear also, I lied. Anything. There is. It has a, a wiki. They, they it has its own wiki. Mondo. They what? They do have the tapes on Mondo. They're twelve bucks. Then yeah. what were you on? I went. I was on Mondo, but they had that was the original one. The original listing. This is the second. Oh, the run. second version. Yeah. All right, run. Oh, the second print. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like I said, that's what I was just. I've been geeking about that about that basically this whole time. It's just, I love it when there's like a definitive mi- beginning, middle, and end, because it just becomes such a satisfying story mm-hmm. well, and I, I really hope that they and it really has like this basically kickstarted Cartoon Network into thinking that way we're like okay we can have our our ongoing shows and then every now and then we can do something that's a little bit more meaty in terms of plot and structure oh yeah for sure I think it helps too is that these are only like what 15 minutes long yeah. Or, yeah. like, yeah, they're short. 11 I mean, the whole series yeah. is, what, 110 minutes? They're, like, yeah. short and sweet. So it's not, like... Like, and I think they'd be okay if they were, like, 20 minutes long, like, a little longer. But yeah. I feel like yeah. normal episode length might be, like, too much. I don't know. They're just so easy to go through this way. And yeah. it doesn't get, like, tedious. Because, you know, like, sometimes, like, you're into a series, but after a while you're just like, I want to watch something else or whatever. Like, these like, you oh, can... five more seasons of... <laughs> 20 minute long episodes yeah this is like 24 episodes per season you can just go through these so quickly and it's great yeah mm-hmm. it's literally something you can watch in like a night or two nights well and that's why it's great for like halloween yeah. like it's just like why put on a movie you can just put this on and boom got some good halloween stuff <laughs> get to watch some ghosts and tell so it's Freddy a good thing for halloween Oh yeah, for sure. The aesthetic, Tell the Freddy aesthetic. and Jason to suck it. We're gonna watch but Over the Garden Wall. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, I love the payoff at the end where, well, even this is what episode eight where this happens, where Greg, like, sacrifices himself for work. Uh, In his weird ass dream. I hate that dream. Of, of the Cloud Kingdom. That's my least favorite episode. Uh, I don't. I don't like that. Like, I like Alice in Wonderland. I was shit hoping Billy that, D. Williams mm-hmm. to show up. Oh my there. god. But even like you know, it, it, it points like, and then episode nine, it, it's just a lot of foreshadowing in that episode where it's like we find out about Greg had all his candy, 
Yeah. Uh, where he got the rock and like all that. And then stuff. at the end when he puts the rock back. Yeah. Yeah. Tear down the cheek. <laughs> I do love the back. He was a stealer. The whole, the whole, the entire dialogue that the cop had that was chasing them through the uh, through the graveyard <laughs> is so good. Fucking best. <laughs> no, seriously, get down from there. You're gonna get hurt. <laughs> It's like, you're under arrest. Just kidding. Just kidding. You're under arrest. You're just kidding. Kids, why are you running? That's oh, that's so wonderful. So, yeah. Final impressions, guys? It's fantastic. I I watch this every year. It's... It's... If, if you really like this, honestly, look into a lot of, like, the meaning for a lot of stuff that this show is based on. Because there's yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, it's like, really, it's, it's really, really deep. And it's, it's based off of... A, so the, the Skipping Rope poem is it's really messed up. It's over the garden wall, I let the baby fall. My mother came out and gave me a clout over the garden wall. That's fucked up. It, it's implying a kid died. Yeah. You killed your sibling by accident yeah. by shoving them over the wall. Whatevs. Which, maybe, I mean... Maybe they which makes me wonder, initially, like, what, is he supposed to, like, kill Greg? Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's the whole, like... Greg is sacrificing himself for him. It, there is a like the element of sibling death. Yeah, and I mean, Wirt Wirt technically does save Greg though. Yeah. Yeah. It's still very just kills that little bit of emotion when when Greg's like, "Oh, I was just eating leaves." Like, God, just nope. I was just eating leaves. <sighs> <laughs> I love this series. I'm probably gonna keep watching it every Halloween for as long as I can. I mean. Good stuff. Forever. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Pretty much. Cool. So I guess we can... It's, it's good, Kevin. I don't care what you say. <laughs> it's so, uh, so yeah, I guess we got we got some questions. We have great questions. Uh, as always, we have our Yahoo from Bryant, which... God. Oh God. This, <laughs> so I wish... I, I forgot to send out a thing yesterday to say we were doing the Halloween episode today instead of yesterday. Uh, and Brian said this is Yahoo. And Jesus what Christ, this is so good. Uh, I want to read. I want to read it. So okay, we have Wait, a link. If you want to like actually look at it, because that's just great. Um, you can go ahead and read it. Uh, I'm confused. Uh, anime shows with dads in them. I'm trying to make an AMV about dads, but I barely know any anime with fathers in them. So far, I know of these: Aran High School Host Club, Vampire Night. Shugochara. How? Wait, there's no. There's no dads. In... There's in no dads yes, in is. any of it. Uh, in Oran High School Host Club, you see Chie's dad. Dragon Ball Z. There's Dragon not. A, like there's the not in Vampire Night. Is there? Or Shugochara. Well, not that I remember. I have. I haven't read those in years. So I may. Are... I may be bullshitting. What anime is there not a dad? I mean, you can watch a FMA. Lot. There's like a million dads in FMA. There's, yeah. There's best dad in FMA. You know what? My mind is immediately going to anime movies. That's what it is. There's Piccolo. Uh, Piccolo's what? best dad. There's Goku. That's no, no, he's worst dad. Goku's shit dad. I didn't say he was a good dad. I'm just saying he's a uh, dad. Evangelion. <laughs> that's another shitty dad. Um, There's a lot of <laughs> shitty dads. Is, where is there a good dad? Even uh, Ranma. His dad kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to... I mean, kind of an FMA, like... In, I mean, let's see. Brock's, when Brock's dad. May Mayhews was a good was a good dad. Yes. Was. Uh, Show Tucker is best dad. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Br- brother. Stop it. Nope. Rude ass. 
Uh, I would say, yeah, I mean, like, there's there's plenty of anime dads. Remember that big dramatic, when it turned out, like, the gym leader, or that crazy man was Brock's dad? Yeah, oh yeah, like the second episode of Pokemon, where, where, yeah, where, Ash's, yeah. where Ash's Pikachu beats an Onyx. <laughs> because the sprinkler breaks. Yeah, Where Ash's Pikachu beats an Onyx. Is there more anime dads than there is anime moms? I would uh, say... Moms are usually dead, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, moms are usually dead. Just like or, Disney. Or, or they die at some point in the series. Just like FMA, where like she starts off dead. You see her for like five episodes, and she's like, no, or she's like still a, yeah, some, Attack on Sometimes they get, they get fridged hard. Like just... I mean, Aaron's dad's pretty cool, right? God. Anyway. Does everybody know that term, fridged? Yeah. Okay. Let's make it sure. Uh, so that's enough of that Yahoo. This is yeah. Why do they ask for AMVs? Well, I'm who's, barley. Who's making a dad AMV like, though? Yeah, I'm, you I don't... know what? Hold on. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, who's I'm making on a, YouTube. I'm gonna a on dad YouTube. AMV? Are you, you gonna get some weird shit? You're just gonna get dad AMV. You're just gonna get a bunch of. Uh... I'm gonna see what the first result is. What's that? Uh, it's something from Fairy Tale. This oh, thing from gosh. Naruto. You mean Boruto's dead? (laughs) Then Naruto again. Boruto's dead. There's a lot of Naruto in here. They should give Boruto's dad an anime. For some reason, um, (laughs) for some reason, One Punch Man is in here. Oh god. Uh, And then, then, oh, and then American, and then American Dad sets her rude boy by Rihanna. Amazing. (laughs) I'm I'm surprised there's no Dream Daddy AMVs. I'm sure there is. Uh, I'm sure there's Under- Undertale's in here for some reason. Uh, then, oh, oh, like halfway. Oh, there's one in here that's literally called Boruto's Dad. <laughs> Boruto's Dad. He's real cool. Oh, His dad boy. was cooler than he was. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. He looked better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's dead. Okay. Uh, Character design burned! Oh! Here's another one. Uh, our next question comes from Facebook. It's from Janelle Stevenson. She asks, "Do you think more games should get the anime series? Uh, should get an anime series through Netflix, kind of like how like Castlevania? Uh, Castlevania did. Yeah. We'll have another question right above oh, it. We're gonna <laughs> do that one last. Okay. Okay. Just make sure. Let's try, uh, I, I'm trying to trying to pick on Kevin. But dang it. What's What's another game that should get like another series kind of like Ghost, that? Ghosts like and Goblins. Hit, hit I feel like we gotta be Ghosts and Goblins. We gotta be careful because it, it, it's gonna become one of those things where it's like just give them all. Uh, no, I would yeah. love to see no. a uh, a Metroid anime. That, that I think that would, would work cool. best because like a lot of people want to see it as a movie, but I feel like the story of Metroid would be a lot better just told in the long Metroid. form. Super anime stories because yeah. i mean like if you, if you did it as a movie i think no you gotta have somewhere to go kev you, you do fusion you gotta do fusion dude you can run from the sex no fusion's like the end of this whole saga you gotta, you gotta like fusion's too scary that's why i want to do fusion because it's fucking terrifying no i'm saying make fusion the final season so like because you can't do fusion and then go back and do prime maybe like five arcs of like prime because there's like too many games for prime. <laughs> yeah yeah like metro prime 3 is long as fuck for, for no reason part is i think it i think that series lends itself better to 
like a, a TV series than format. just like a movie. Yeah. Rather than a, rather than yeah. a two-hour I mean, like, movie, we're like, okay, just have with Castlevania. Like it was originally a movie, and then they yeah. cut it into episodes, and then it just like cuts off, and you're like, well, I want more. What well, the fuck? I want fuck? more right now. Yeah. Yeah. What else would be a fun, fun anime? I don't series? know. It has to already have a good story. I feel like Metal Gear Solid. That, but Matt. Somebody should make an anime of Digimon. <laughs> Someone should make an anime of Dot Hack. I bet that'd be really oh good. God, stop. <laughs> mm, it's a, it's a Dot Hack oh, game. You know actually. what? You know, no, no, no. I'm actually okay with what Vincent. Because the Dot Hack was not based on the games. Dot Hack was if, its own fucking they, thing. I was going to say, if they could. I just looked at my game shelf. If they could pull this out of. Who even owns this? Let me look at the box. Uh, the Time oh, Splitter series. Oh, oh, I love Time Splitter so much. Well, they, See, made, they made a cartoon. It was called uh, Time Patrol. Yeah, if they could, if they could make uh, an anime out of that, I think it would be really awesome. No, Time Squad. Like... Sorry, Time Squad. That's what it was. I think Jack and Daxter would make a good anime. The first no, one. No, no, no. The, the first the one. second one. When it got no. dark and gritty, like GTA. No. Hey, th- that was a good game. <laughs> um, hey, what about GTA oh the God. anime? That's like most just American TV. Yeah. Actually, you know who's coming back? You know who's coming back and should get an anime mm. to go with his new game? No, fuck that. I know what you're going to say. No. Bubsy. Bubsy. That shit comes out like in two Bubsy. days. No. Kev, what could possibly go wrong? You're going to be a piece of shit. Can we get another, can we get another <laughs> Sonic anime? Stop. There's just Sonic Underground Gotta too. go fast. Uh, Seriously though, I think it would be cool if they did like a Sonic Generation style thing where multiple different Sonics teamed up. Just Fat Sonic. I just want Fat Sonic. I want Tyson. Give give Jaleel White something to to do. Excuse me. Chili dogs. Bring back that chili dog obsession. Yeah, right. Uh, The last one is a. I want to say this for last. This is a very. This is a pretty fun question, Uh, especially for you, Wyatt. Um, it's from at Von X Decimo isn't that a, from Twitter. Isn't that a fucking reborn? Is that a reborn reference? Yeah, it is actually the Decimo family. Jesus Christ, nailed uh, it! If, <laughs> yeah. if you could make a horror comic, what type of horror and premise would it have, and why? I'd want to do like I'd want to do because I've still been reading it, just like the the Junji Ito like slice of life anime with the cat. I want to do something like that. If I could make a horror comic. What type of horror and psychological horror? I mean, it would definitely be that's psychological horror. I, I don't best know. But fucking I shit. might do body horror stuff. I no, body fuck you. Stuff. That's gross. Body horror stuff. Body horror business. Honestly, I would probably go just because like this is just where my tastes lean. I would probably go with more like an action horror comic, where it, it's a lot about the lore and the action and everything, but it just happens to be about like demons and ghosts and goblins and all that kind of stuff so Constantine. oh yeah that's hard cause, okay. <laughs> well I was, I was gonna say more like uh rumble because that's such a good comic Fuck. where it's basically so if you don't know what rumble is it's this comic about uh this ancient warrior named rathrak who thousands of years w- was killed but his soul was was entrapped and then when it was released in the modern day like in the present day his soul is now trapped in the body of a Oh, so it's like Chucky. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 
So, yeah, but uh, he's a noble warrior whose job is to like slay monsters and demons and stuff, and, and to protect corn. And, and to protect, yeah. So corn. he's he's just <laughs> children of the corn. So like he himself is like this very creepy looking, like he has no mouth. And, like his his head is essentially just an old barley sack with like two, with just like two balls, uh, tied to it for like his eyes, and that's it. No mouth no eyebrows or anything and he's got this he giant sword surprised. that's like three feet long <laughs> <laughs> so he himself looks like terrifying and scary but he's actually the hero i would probably have something along the lines of like junji ito like gyo just because like it's really gross and yeah. stuff gets really gross and i like yeah. gross shit i don't know i'm, conf- I'm conflicted now i like bot or like pt i'd probably do something around like pt just like really horrible psychological. I, shit. I would honestly want to do something based around like just like the just like every, like the horror of like everyday life for a lot of people. Because like everyday life, you is... wouldn't even have to get that super scary. No. Just like make a make a comic like where the person is constantly stressed. It could be slice of life where the person's always stressed and like shit just always happens around this person. Yeah, and they're just like anticipating something happening to them. Here's some terrifying. Uh, graduating from high school when you have no clue what is going to happen afterwards. Living in 2017 is like the topic of this comment. Yeah. <laughs> Being a millennial. You literally just Photoshop headlines into the panels yep. and you're just like, I'm, I'm done. I don't even have to add word balloons or draw nothing. Just done. Reddit's down. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, 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 that's the finale. Destiny, that's Destiny 2 is in maintenance. Oh, that's man. the finale. We're like... You can't, like, you can't top that. Uh, last question. Vince, you want to do yeah, game? so we got a fun game from Matt Owen of Super Gamecast 64. Shouts out to Matt. What's up, Matt? Uh, Shouts to Super Gamecast 64. Yeah, so uh, he wanted us to name seven Nickelodeon game shows. Hard mode is not using all the different double dares. So we can use double dare once, so that's oh, one. Fuck. Okay, so can I, can I, I want to try this. I really want to try so this. So we have double dare. Got double dare. Legend of the Hidden yep. Temple. Yep. Nick Guts. Yep. Figure yep. it out. The Nick Arcade. Uh-huh. What's Nick Arcade? Oh, Wild and Crazy yep. Kids. Oh, Wild and Crazy Kids. Fuck yeah. Uh, Slime Time yep. Live. Uh, Fun fact, I was on Slime Time Brain Live. Surge. Really? Yeah. What was that, Kevin? That's Brain, brain Surge. Surge. That's hey, hey, audience. Fun fact, Kevin is just reading the wiki right now. No. Kevin's cheating. I'm really just pulling this shit out of my so, ass. Uh, there's but, one more. There's one more start with a W, and I can't think of it. I mean, according to this, there's like 40. Did you do so. Legend of the Hidden Temple? Yeah, he said that. Okay. Yeah, he said that one. I always wanted to be on Legend of the Hidden Temple, and I was always like... Anthony Carboni was on Legend of the Hidden Temple. You remember, Temple. like, watching that shit, and you're just, like, yelling at the kids because I couldn't put together the fucking monkey with <laughs> three parts? Yeah. So, so did, you, did you ever watch the, the E! interview with the, the guy that hosted the yeah. show? Yeah. So he's like, and he, he was, he was, cause they, they did all of it. Like they, they filmed like a whole season in like a day yeah. for the show. And they were like, by the That's time they, they got did. to the part where like, where, where kids were, you know, like putting together the monkey, these kids were like exhausted. Like he was like, there was one time where a girl like threw up in the middle of the, the, the temple and had to like stop, clean everything up and then put her back in. Awesome. Finish. Goddamn. But it was like one time, like the monkey like fell out of the thing. They had to like 
stop and like redo it. Man, the magic of TV. <laughs> I always loved how like lame the consolation prize was if you lost. Like you got some like stupid yeah. bullshit, but if you won, you got a bike. <laughs> but like, or a piece but, of the <laughs> aggro crag. I I always I still want a piece of the aggro. Fuck crag. yeah, dude! I, would... I I will buy a piece of the aggro crag. Off of I'm eBay pretty sure I've somebody. seen them on eBay before. Yeah, global guts. I wanted so guts was like my favorite kids like athletic show like ever. It was pretty sweet. They did some cool shit. And they tra- I was at the I was at the right age for those shows when they came out, and I just never cared. You it was so. Uh, cool. There's one thing that everybody cared about that I was always really I really really wished that I could have done, and that was the uh, the Toys R Us run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're just like you get like you get like five minutes. Have fun. You just fucking like everybody was like super, like, the it's power like wheels, the bikes and shit. Yeah. Amateur move. You go to the back video when games. Toys R Us was actually financially stable. Yeah, when I worked at Toys R Us, it was like slowly sliding down to that financial stability. Yeah. I mean, they're, aren't they, didn't they file bankruptcy lately? Yep, I got. It was because of that. It was because of that leverage buyout. I got two letters in the mail about that because I used to work there. Yikes. Yeah. Amazon, like, you can claim all, all this stuff stores. when you used to work no, there. No, they might, like, they might, bleh, they might start killing pharma too. There's talks about them I'm, going I'm into pharma. So... Nice. I can get drugs off Amazon. Yep. That's not. That's not that's <laughs> maybe how it works. Uh, wait, the industry or is there a store called? No, pharma? like the industry. Like they're gonna, they wanna start getting into that. They wanna start like doing prescriptions or selling drugs, which is gonna be real bad go. for Walgreens and. CPS and stuff. Which is like, I, because I, I ended up doing some research on it. It's like, Toys R Us, you could have easily, because the, so yeah, they were having a little bit of struggle, and some of that was from online sales, but Toys R Us themselves were doing pretty well with their online sales. Oh, we did online orders like, on the ass. Yeah, so it's like, you had a few small problems that all you had to do was just like, rework a couple things in your structure, and you could have easily dug yourself out of this hole. But what you, instead, what you ended up doing was buying out all of your shareholders to go to to go back to a private company, and in doing so, you had to borrow six billion dollars just to do that, and now you're that's crazy a lot of money. Yep. So yeah, because really yeah, like, and they, they can't hire like new people. Like my the store that I worked at when my buddy Sean left like a year and a half ago now. Uh, there was no store manager at the store. There's still technically no store manager at the store. Nice. <laughs> so like, I like looked on the website, and the store manager position it's is still fucking available anarchy the in there. So now, now I'm just circling the parking lot like a commun, uh, like a consumer's waiting for that seventy percent off sale. The, that that sweet sign that oh says everything must go. <laughs> I. They should have just moved everything to like <laughs> online, anyways. I'm gonna buy so Frick much it, gas. Exactly, that's all they had to do. Not doing well. So much power into like, shit. I'm gonna buy so much power. That's all they had to do was just like just downside. Like you could at least keep some stores, but they don't have to be giant warehouses. Just like you know, shrink, thing, like, shrink the but size. But that's like with every our brick and mortar, need though. To be attached to our warehouse. Yeah. Like all brick and mortar, like especially like even like Macy's and stuff, all of them are doing horribly because everyone's going online for stuff now. Exactly. I even buy my stuff from Macy's some, online. And like some people will always want to go to a brick and mortar. Like me, I'm me, I'm one of those. But instead of just completely like there's there's no need, like I said, for this giant yeah. warehouse. Like even when you go in there, there's just not enough stuff to justify the space. Like no. there's so much 
empty space and everything spaced out, and you're like, dude, this would look packed and full and attractive if you just had a smaller yeah. store. You know, like honestly, our store off. could have been... Yeah. We, we could have gotten rid of half the store when we did the store remodel, um, and instead we filled it all with Babies R Us stuff. So now our stores, even though it's Babies R Us down the street from the Toys R Us, it's like literally like two minutes down the street, it's a Babies yeah. R Us, Toys R Us combo store. I'm going to raid Toys R Us for Gak and Nerf guns. That's it. <laughs> oh, I need some more Nerf guns. There's some really cheap board games. We're going to have a Nerf a Nerf war in my room at Mag. Oh, hell I'm going to join. Get ready. I have to, I have to, that means I have to buy a Nerf gun, Lauren. No. <laughs> Don't you have one in the house? Yes. They're hidden. They're mm. they're away. You'll find. Cool. Them. No, he won't. First rule of finances: never spend your own money. So you can find why? Where can we find you? You can find me on the Twitters and the Instagrams. At uh, <laughs> at Wyatt the Nerd, all one word. Is there anything you want to plug that you're doing or anything like that? You, uh, you can out. also read, you can also read some of my, uh, you can also read my web comics and some comic reviews by me, at wyattoonscomics.com, w-y-a-t-t-o-o-n-s-c-o-m-i-c-s.com, or you can find it on my Twitter and Instagram. Like it's it's the website on my profile. Uh, there I do, like I said, I do web comics and I do different blog uh, entries and. Uh, comic reviews. Wyatt did a very good comic uh, that spawned from Todd's house about the Steve Urkel multiverse. <laughs> oh my god. It's, uh, it's... Crisis of Infinite Urkels. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my... We have another one coming up that's spawning from Todd's house and I'm not going to say anything about it. This is real good. It was, it was a real late night and we were all bored browsing a particular restaurant's website and just like, this needs to be a thing. Jesus. Like That's how that... Yeah. So... I, I just knocked out the script for that, actually, so yes. get ready. Oh, God, I'm so ready for it. Uh, Kev, where can we so find dumb. you? You can find me at Kev Bobbitt on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I post a lot about Yeti stuff and video games and how stupid video games are. How good Mario Odyssey is, though. Um, and I also run the Twitter for this show, so you can tweet at me anime stuff. Uh, nothing about well, actually, we can talk about a new season of Voltron. I will talk about that because really yeah, good. stop hating shit. No, I love Voltron. I just hate the fandom. <laughs> for Voltron. Yeah, well, a lot of fandoms for a lot of shit are awful. So whatever. They seem fine so far. It's, it's bad. You just don't hang out with that just, side of the fandom. That's all. I just haven't seen the. They haven't surfaced to the. It's like the papers. Tumblr fandom. I mean, Tumblr fandom ruins every fandom. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Silver Fox. It's M S underscore Silver Fox, one word. You can find me at Vince V E E N C E on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can see my super sweet Halloween costume that I did. <laughs> I was a sexy ghost. Oh, it was pretty great. How did you do in the hills? Uh, I lasted about three hours. Yeah, you lasted a while. You lasted longer than I thought oh you would. God. Yeah, my feet hurt though. Uh... Well done. Also, Wyatt, uh, where can we also see your work? There's a, there's a particular, there's a couple places we can see your work on the internet besides uh, on YouTube. A couple channels you do some stuff for. Oh, uh, uh, currently I do a lot of work for uh, the Completionist, and then I have my own YouTube channel, which is more of a hobby. 
So that's why I usually don't plug that one too much. But I mean, if you want to watch drawing videos, like there's definitely go there. Uh, and that too is Wyatt the Nerd. Like I, for all of my stuff, I keep it under Wyatt the Nerd just so it's easy to find. And so that one person just like steals Wyatt the Nerd and just on some on some new social media platform, someone's gonna jack Wyatt. Nice. The Nerd. Oh, uh, it it might be over actually by the time this goes out. I don't know when Kevin's gonna upload this. Tomorrow. Halloween. Tomorrow. Okay, well then, perfect. So this week, uh, in addition to being Halloween week, it is also the week of Thor three. Oh. Uh, AKA Thor oh, Ragnarok. Shit, yeah. I forgot. And on my YouTube on my YouTube channel, I am introducing a a, a new Thor every single day. Uh, from Sunday to Friday. Oh, what was what was today's Thor? Today's Thor was Colonel Thunder, aka the KFC <laughs> Thor. And so yeah, so far we've gotten two: Captain Thor and Colonel Thunder. Uh, and there's That's four awesome. more to go. Awesome! Uh, don't forget you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Next week we'll be back with Black Clover. Oh God! No God! Uh, please don't forget to send in your listener questions to shonentrashcast at gmail.com or using the hashtag shonenasks. I have been the teapot elephant, Vincent Perez. I've been. Have you trying to like trump me? What the fuck? Oh yeah, I sure. Just just, <laughs> just block that out. <laughs> I've been poetic clarinetist Lauren Russell. And I've been the beast of the woods, Kevin Bobbitt. And I've been Wyatt Aguirre. Woo! See you next week. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Led through the mist by the milk light of moon, all that was lost is revealed. Our long bygone burdens, mere echoes of the spring. But where have we come? And where shall we end? If dreams can't come true, then why not pretend? How the gentle wind beckons through the leaves as autumn colors fall. Somewhere lost in the clouded annals of history lies a place that few have seen. A mysterious place called the unknown, where long forgotten stories are revealed to those who travel through the wood. <laughs>